Hello, my friends. It is Alexandria Nicole, and I am so happy to have Brianna Clark Johnson with us here today, the owner of BCJ Insights. I want to make sure I get it right. So thank you, Bri. Thank you so much for spending time with us and being here today. Welcome to Thriving Thursday. So tell us all the things. Tell us. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I am... The thing that I do that I love to do is talk about human resources and helping small business owners overcome whatever that block is, that nervousness, that fear, that discomfort that comes with knowing I've got to run my business. I've got to do all of these things. And now I'm ready to hire a team and you're telling me I have to do HR on top of it. I promise it's not as scary as it sounds. And <laughs> there are people out there who are like me who love it. I love doing that, especially because it gives me a chance to really focus on the human part of that, right? Yeah. That H in HR is the most important part. And it's the thing yeah. that as a small business owner, you have such a fabulous opportunity to create the environment that you always wanted to work in. Right, right. That's right. We do have the ability to create the culture that we honestly probably wanted to work for for ourselves when we were in the Absolutely. navigate the employee space it's always situations i find i come across just lived experiences and people that i coach like i would never do that or i would never <laughs> create a culture that was this toxic or this unhealthy right so we that's the beauty about it is we have the ability to kind of grab the bull by the horns and create the culture that we want to right so Absolutely. with your hr services what does that look like when somebody partners with you what kind of services do you help them with do you train them or is it the type of thing where they just can completely outsource that to you? It can be a little bit of both. So it can be anywhere on that spectrum. Maybe you come to me and you say, okay, I'm working by myself right now. It's just me. I'm doing all of the things and I need to hire that first person and I want to make sure to do it right. We can either work together and I can be involved in that interview hiring process, or I can set you up with all the tools that you need. Once you have that person or those people, you know, however, however many people you're looking to grow into. Right, right. I can be as next to you holding your hand the entire time. If you want me to be someone that that team gets to know and gets to interact with, I love doing that. If you want me to be behind the scenes so that if you're in a conversation with someone that reports to you, you know, and you, they ask you a question, you can go, that's a great question. Let me do some research. Right. And then you pick up the right. phone and go, Brie, I don't know what to do. What <laughs> right. should I What's the do? Rules on this, Brie? <laughs> right. like, yes. that, is, that is one of my favorite things. And people who have worked with me in the past, everybody knows that that is my tell is when you ask me something and I don't have the answer at my fingertips, I will say, that's a great question. <laughs> and there is so much about HR, especially where it is worth taking the time to say, I want to get you the right answer. It's going to take me a minute. Yes. Don't worry about trying to do like HR on the fly. Spontaneous HR makes me very nervous. It makes me very uncomfortable. Take yes. the time to make sure that you're doing it right. Right. That's what we want. We want to yes. do it right. And there's no harm in taking that extra time to be informed in the way that you need to be so that you are making sure that you pair your clients with the 
best people possible for their company, right? Because Absolutely. we know, I'm, I'm not sure everybody's just watching this in very different spaces of their business. Some people are aspiring to be entrepreneurs. Some, you know, have been in it for three years or less. Some are veterans, right? But wherever you are in your, in your journey, understand that the team that you build is paramount to the success of your company. You know, we homeschool our daughters and one of the examples that I show my oldest, she's 13, there's this picture of a pear and it's beside another pear, okay? And one half of the pear is rotten and guess what it's doing? It's infecting the other pear that's beside it, right? And it's a beautiful visualization of how important it is to align yourself and partner with people that are not toxic and not rotten because guess what? that pair is going to affect another pair on your team right <laughs> so you have to you have to hire properly because it can be detrimental to the growth of your company right so do you handle the recruiting as well for your clients like you know okay what does that look like so a lot of that looks like we'll sit down and i'll ask a bunch of questions and we'll talk about for this person that needs to join your team what do they need to do i will ask you all of the questions that I would encourage that person to ask you. So what does it look like to be successful in this role? What are the skills that you need to have? What is the experience? What is the willingness to learn? Because uh, there's a lot of things, if you're looking at different HR resources, you'll see the phrase transferable skills a lot. And that to me is such a fabulous thing to be looking for because maybe you need someone who is absolutely an expert in customer service and you're in a space where you deal mostly with financial services. If you've got someone who is a customer service expert, but they've been working for like a local utility company, you can teach them the technical finance side of things a lot faster than you can teach them the skills that they need to be amazing at customer service. Right, so, right those things looking for what it is that from just a logistics standpoint do you need this person for a full 40-hour work week or are you looking for someone who's available 10 maybe 15. Mm. you know thinking about really what is it that that you need from a support perspective and do you intend that this person can grow in their role you know is this going to be somebody who comes in and maybe they're starting off as that customer service that you need that support maybe they're starting off as like a bookkeeping service that you need do you see this person or this role changing so that they can take on more responsibilities mm. as they get more adept with your customers and their customer service needs are they also going to help you with some of your marketing you know what are the what does that look like because if you're coming in as an employee it's really exciting to hear that this person i'm going to be working with wants to work with me long enough that they're going to see me grow and they mm -hmm. want to this person is going to be invested in me and right. that that is the type of thing that as the leader as the owner of the company you will get such a return from that person by showing that you care about them as an individual right there is a, it's an old kind of outdated saying in hr but it still pops up from time to time that your people are your most valuable resource absolutely and 
I absolutely agree with it. Like your people are so valuable, but you have to look at them as more than just a resource. Because for me, when I think about that term resource, I think about something that I'm using and something that you use up. Yep. (laughs) And I I don't want to do that to my people. I want my people to get bigger, to get better. And, you know, in a strange way, I want them to get so knowledgeable and so skilled that they have to leave me. Mm. I want them to be able to, Mm. I want to be a step on the journey that gets them to their ultimate goal. Mm. And I I love when I connect with other empathetic, empathetic people such as yourself, because that's what we want in our company too, right? Like we don't want our staff to become so codependent that they ultimately end up becoming stifled in their position and then it manifests into this resentment, right? Right. So we want you, and and I I told a client this uh, a few months ago, actually, I, I emailed her and I told her, I said, I'm equipping you with the tools that you need to be better so that you don't need me anymore, right? I don't want you to be my client forever. I want to build you up, give you your strategies, help you be a better version of yourself and a business owner so that you say, it's been great, Alexandria. I'm good. (laughs) I want that. Right? Because we don't we don't want to stifle people's growth because that never rears a positive return, right? right? It never does. We want them to expand and grow. I love that perspective. And it's it's funny you said that because you I don't hear that very often from some of the people um that I work with or partner with or just have conversations with is a preference of them staying there with you as long as humanly possible because i think that they have that kind of culture of resource in the terms of as long as you're benefiting me i want you to stay where you are (laughs) right absolutely and it's it's a fantastic opportunity as your team grows and you have more than one person the way that you welcome somebody and the way that you onboard them is so important to setting them up to be successful. But think about when somebody leaves, I like the term offboarding for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the way you work through that process, the way you support someone who's leaving during that transition is going to speak volumes to everybody who's remaining on your team. Mm. Oh, that's so good, Yana. That's so good. Yeah. It's going to help energize them and excite them because they get to see, okay, if I do have to call and talk to Brie and give her my two weeks notice, she's not going to cut me off. She's like done with me. She's going to be excited for me. She's going to celebrate with me. Like Uh it's so important (laughs) to treat that time frame as valuable. Oh, isn't that true? I love that. And isn't that a result of our lived experiences, like being with a company, feeling valuable while you're there. And then when you're ready to transition into another position, then perhaps cutting your hours down or cutting your schedule or everybody just kind of gives you the cold shoulder. It's like, well, you won't be here in two weeks, so I don't really care. And how that just makes you feel even worse. (laughs) Right? So I think that's, yeah, that's a part of the experience and and wanting to use our negative past to create a culture that differs from that, right? Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yes. So tell me why you started your entrepreneurial journey and, and decided to choose this path. So I am um, what I like to consider an accidental entrepreneur. <laughs> my, my husband and I have three amazing little boys and our oldest has special needs. He is one of only 300 people on the planet who share his specific diagnosis. So Ooh, wow. lots of doctor's appointments, lots of research on our end, and it yeah. kind of pulled me away from my job at certain times. But, you know, being in HR, I made sure I was doing it properly. Uh, but at the point that we found out that baby boy number three was going to join the family, we kind of looked at each other like, okay, what makes the most sense? Does it make sense for us to continue paying for childcare while I go to work. And we ran the numbers and it didn't, it just didn't make sense. Right, and right. Sitting there trying to say, okay, what should we do? And my husband who has been my number one cheerleader from day one was like, you could do this. You could do this as a business. He's like, people could really benefit from what you've learned, what you've created, what you've done. And I kind of sat back and I thought about it and it's that, it's that experience where someone else sees something in you that you don't see because you're you're too close to yourself. You're too close to it. <laughs> you're too yeah. close to your own abilities. You you feel like you see yourself a certain way, and it sometimes right. takes that other person to say you'd be really good at this. Right. So yes. That is, what, that is what got me started, and I love small businesses. Um, the largest company that I worked for in my corporate experience was thirty people. Mm -hmm. So that, that small tight knit team is so important to me. Um, yeah. And I was really fortunate at that company that had 30 people. I was directly involved in hiring 19 of them. Wow. Yes, Brie. Oh my goodness. Well, we've got to put a pin in that <laughs> and we are going to take a moment to thank our sponsors and we will be right back in 30 seconds. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a second. Dr. Emily Latran, a Forbes Coaches Council member alongside the founder of mom-owned businesses, Itachi Hokage, team up to bring a virtual business summit at a price you cannot refuse. You should attend if you want to have a seven-figure business that is highly profitable. Create an effective marketing strategy for leads and sales. Achieve a lifestyle of freedom where the business can run without you. Implement the right systems to increase profitability, create multiple streams of income, and much more. Sponsors and speaker inquiries are still being accepted. Contact us via email at momonbusinesses at gmail.com. All right. And we are back. We are back. Thank you so much to our sponsors over at Mom Owned Business. And we are back with Bree. So tell us more about your business and how you got started. You were telling us that it was kind of a necessary thing that you had to do to evaluate your income and stay at home with your sons. So what would you say was one of your biggest challenges that you had to overcome when you made that choice? That is such a good question. And I think it's something that is somewhat universal for most of us who are entrepreneurs and business owners. And it really is at first figuring out like, how do I manage my own time? Mm -hmm. I was so used to being an employee and trying to, you know, manage myself based on someone else's strategic plan. 
so coming up with what it was that I needed to do and really looking at different types of data, looking at, you know, just what worked, what made sense, where was I supposed to be spending my time? Mm -hmm. And it's especially at the beginning, it was so easy to get caught up with all of the these are the things I think I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I should be doing. You know, whether it was for the business or, you know, for, for my home, I'm sure early on, I spent a lot more time folding laundry than I did on my marketing. And it took me a while to get to the point where it was like, laundry can wait. It's fine. It's not going, it's yeah. not going to fold itself. It's also yeah. not going. To fold. Like, <laughs> so figuring some of those things out. And I think those are, some of the conversations now that because I've done it for myself, it's so much easier for me to talk to someone and ask them, should you be doing that? Are you the only one who can handle that for your business? Or is this something that you can outsource? Oh, that's so good. And I think that's so important. I think that that's a challenge that a lot of us moms have to overcome is giving ourselves the grace to not try to be a super mom, right? Like we are trying to be super woman in this area and we feel anxiety because dinner's not ready in the time frame that we think it will should be. Or I started the laundry, but oh God, I haven't put it in the dryer yet. And <laughs> and I still all of those want, things. I, I'm telling you, like I don't want to give up my focus because I'm I'm flowing. I'm getting a good download of the information. So we do. We have to give ourselves the space and the grace to not pursue perfection yes. while we are growing our businesses. And yes, it's easier said than done. <laughs> and since oh, our no. businesses and and our the things that we're responsible for and as we grow, as it's ever evolving, those steps are going to look different for us each time, right? Like Bree this year is not the same Bree she was last year. You're not in the same position in your company. Your sons are different ages. Everything is always changing. So we constantly have to audit our life and constantly give ourselves grace if we are not showing up in different areas in the way that we want to and just breathe through it. It's okay. Nobody's going to yes. shun you on your deathbed over that laundry you haven't folded yet. Right. <laughs> exactly. And it's it's one of those things where sometimes it takes like it takes hearing everything that you just said to remind me and it takes it just takes so much of that that idea that it's okay we're constantly given that message of you you can do it all and we can we just can't do it all alone and it's it's recognizing that you know as you go through and you prioritize and you think about what are the things that really make a difference for my business for my family for myself Mm -hmm. then it becomes that much easier to identify what can just be deleted completely or what is it that I can bring in somebody to help me with? Yes. That delegation part, because we do, that's another part of the grace, right? Absolutely. We will put a lot on ourselves. And do you ever get caught up in this? Oh, I should be able to do this. Mm -hmm. I should be able to, I got this. (laughs) Absolutely. And then you start to shame yourself, girl. It's real. 
Because you're yes. like, I should just be able to make my son's breakfast and fold these clothes and send those emails and make these calls and consult with this person. And then it, it becomes a shame spiral. Like we've got Yes. Yes. So we have to be aware of that and we have to correct ourselves when it's necessary because as long as you are honestly, honestly, truly doing your best and showing up as your best version of Brie and my best version of Alexandria, if we're really giving it our all, we have to be comfortable with dropping the ball sometimes, right? But striving for excellence, letting that be a part of our culture and who we are, but also not beating ourselves up if we miss the target from yeah. time to time, uh, you know what I mean? And, and especially as moms, we sometimes have this thought of, it's just gonna be faster if I do it myself. Yes, it's be faster, and in the long run, it is faster if I tie the shoelaces. It is in the long run, but that's such a short-term benefit because ultimately, I need him to know how to tie his own shoes. And mm -hmm. the same thought process can apply to figuring out the the best way to delegate and let your team learn how to do things. They're probably not going to do it the exact same way that you would. And as long as there's no like health code or tax code implications to that, you're fine. And give yeah. them a chance to learn and give them a chance to figure out a way to do it better. Mm. They, like, if you've hired the right person, they're going to be better at this than you. Mm. And then you get to say, I'm so glad you changed this for us. Yes. And I, I say this on almost every episode because it's so important, but having your standard operating procedures in place before you're even ready to hire a team, right? Just to come back to that piece that you were talking about, about hiring your team and setting them up for success, right? If we, that's the way that you set them up for success is laying out your expectations start to format the things that's working well for you and your company. I mean, you could be a solopreneur, not have any help, but say, well, this is a great lead generation process that I have. This is generating sales. Let me write down this process. So when you're ready to hire an extension of your team, you're ready to put people in place. You already have something documented to say, this is how we do it. And then to, to your point of them making it better, they can look at your SOP and say, well, actually, we can cut this out and we can generate revenue even quicker and expedite this process. Yeah. Yes, let's that. try it. You know what I mean? So that part is beautiful. But having that initial foundation can, is like so amazing to the process. It's so good. Absolutely. I love doing that same thing with the job description for someone mm -hmm. who's coming in. And a lot of times you think about a job description like, all right, we're going to write it and then we're just going to like file it somewhere. That is my strategic plan for that person. We're going to look at that document every year, every six months maybe, when I'm starting out to grow my team. Mm. And we're going to adjust that. Nothing, there is very little that I do in HR that is set in stone. We're going right. to adapt. We're going to grow. We're going to add the things that work and take away the things that don't. And mm -hmm. we're going to figure it out along the way. And give the people coming in some ownership and a chance to develop with me, but I got to give them something to start with. Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. And it's, 
it is it is so malleable right it's always changing because you might have a job description for an assistant and as your company is changing and as you generate more offers you might think that this beautiful job description that you have out in you know section 1.a you feel like this is going to happen and then you do away with the process that that isn't even relevant yep. in so that does take your help to come and say, you're not even doing section A anymore. You're more doing section B and C. So let's update this, pivot this a little bit so that it is more aligned with the services and the things that you're actually offering. And so that there is clarity for your team to actually win, right? Speaking of clarity, clarity is one of my favorite words. Clarity is my daughter's name. <laughs> And you uh, offer free clarity calls to people that are interested in partnering with you. So with the clarity calls, what can they expect from you? That to me is like, it's like a little mini coaching session. You're going to come with a question. We're going to talk about what it is that you need. We'll talk about what it looks like if we get to work together beyond that phone call. And it gives you a chance to kind of check me out and test me and say to yourself, you know, do I think I could listen to this woman's voice for longer than 20 minutes at a time? And if the answer is no, I'm going to talk at you a lot. So you need to know that. But it's also identifying when, when you're that entrepreneur and you want to do all of the things, where do we get you started? You can only do one thing at a time. So what's right. that most important thing for you to be focused on? Mm, that's so good. That's so good. So tell people how they can contact you. We have it on the screen for you. But if there's anything else that you would like to add, now is your time, my darling. The best way if you want to get set up with that clarity call is to send a text, make a quick phone call to 317-292-7381. That gets you directly to me. That's my direct line. And we'll find a time, we'll answer some questions, and we'll get you started. I love it. Thank you so much, Bree. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It was such a pleasure. I'm super excited. I hope that this is beneficial for you and your human resource company. Congratulations on taking the step, believing in yourself, prioritizing your family, which a lot of us do. We do it for our kids. We do it for legacy. And thank you for being vulnerable and sharing about your son and a a lot of the, the things that